Welcome to the Free From Binge Eating Podcast with me, Breed, your host. Binge eating sucks. Trust me, I know. I was stuck in that spiral of binge, restrict, diet, yo-yoing weight loss, feeling guilty and ashamed, and hating my body for 10 years. Now that I'm out, I'm turning my pain into purpose by helping you stop binging, start loving your body, self, and life again. It's time to live free from binge eating. Are you ready? Let's go. People, 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 welcome to another episode. Okay, guys, today I'm going to flow a real freestyle. Just a few kind of ideas to bring to the surface, things to try out to just move you into that woman that you want to be. Believing in yourself, feeling good enough, shedding that worthiness wound that so many of us carry around and moving towards a place of accepting your body, accepting yourself, feeling that sense of peace. So we're not doing things like dragging ourselves down we look in the mirror at our body or going to food to deal with the stresses of life to say oh what the hell to the diet just you know you guys know you guys know so I just want to bring up a few things that might just give you what you need in this moment so I'll just hop right in okay the biggest belief that so many of us have I I feel like Pretty much everyone I've ever met deals with this to some extent in their life and maybe it shows up in different areas but it is there for so many of us and I I would bet that pretty much anyone listening to this when, when we're dealing with food and body we are heavy into this belief I'm not good enough I'm not good enough so you can look at it in like your career your job making money dating the attracting, you know, a mate, friends, connecting with people, public speaking, dieting, losing weight, self-control, the ability to change, to become a better person. We can pull all of it back to, I'm not good enough. I'm, I'm sure, as for me, for you, it probably shows up in some of like at least one of those areas that I just mentioned and obviously there's so many other areas that can show up but it just holds us back so much and so much of the work I do with one-to-one clients we so often really like when we when you peel back all the layers you know of oh I just I just want to lose a bit of weight to feel good or to be healthy or something when we really keep asking why 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 to every Like you ask why, you find an answer. You ask why again, you keep asking why until you get to the underlying belief. And it so often goes down to, I'm not good enough. Or something like, if I have that body, I'm I'm good enough. Or if I gain more weight, I'd be even less worthy, less good enough. We so often link that good enoughness, that worthiness to our physical appearance, to our body shape, to our weight, to the way we approach food. It's just everywhere. And what happens when we're overwhelmed by this sense of not good enoughness? We often self-sabotage. We just, you know, we might try to diet. We might try to improve our social life. We might try all these different things. But if ultimately you're just like, but I'm not good enough. 
we're just going to go back to square one. And the feeling itself of not being good enough isn't really the nicest feeling. And what do we do when we have feelings we don't really like the feeling of? Well, most of us, we end up trying to bury it. We distract, we numb, we run from it. And if you're listening to this podcast, you probably use food when you're feeling negative or difficult emotions. You go to food to deal with it. I have been there as well. And I definitely, I feel like this is definitely one of the biggest pieces of my life that I'm working on as well, just continuously like this worthiness wound and just proving to yourself and thinking to yourself and working on shifting that belief into actually I am so much more than good enough. I am amazing. So we bury the feeling of not good enoughness. And what we really want to do is do the complete opposite. Those moments when you're having that bad body image day, you're not feeling good enough at your job, you're feeling overwhelmed, all of those things. When we're not feeling good enough, instead of burying that feeling and just trying to cover it up or come up with a plan to change things or something, feel the feeling until it no longer requires to be felt. So I had this a few days ago. I wasn't feeling great in my body that day. I hadn't really been taking care of my body. I hadn't been doing movement. I had definitely been going to food for emotional reasons. And I could feel it in my body. I could feel the bloat. I could feel that I just felt heavier. And those old thoughts creep in of like, oh, this is not good. You're not good enough like this. You need to change. And for a day or two, I was like going into my old ways of, oh, just quickly come up with a plan. Like, what are we going to do to just go back to how you were so you do feel good enough? And then it struck me, I got to do, I got to like, talk the talk I gotta walk the walk (laughs) so I sat down and I was like let me just feel this feeling of feeling like I'm not good enough of not liking myself right now like have you ever actually done that just without distraction without quickly going off and doing another thing after like 20 seconds but like two minutes just sit with that feeling name that feeling Like, just say out loud, even if it's just to yourself, say it to the mirror, like, I'm not feeling good enough right now. I'm not feeling great in myself. I'm not feeling the best. Just let that out and let it be felt. I have a podcast episode, probably one of my very first ones, and it was just about feelings of like visitors, you know, someone knocking at the door, and if you hide from the door and you just you know, pretend they're not there. They're just going to keep knocking. They'll knock louder. They'll get angry because you haven't let them in, especially if it's raining outside and they're not feeling great. And then if you finally do let them in after ages of keeping them outside in the cold and the rain, they're going to be in a huff. They're going to be messing up the house. They're going to be angry at you. It's going to be a bigger thing. But if we just let that visitor in the first time they knock and we just say, oh, hi, that visitor, like, say the visitors, that feeling of not good enoughness, like, oh, hi, that feeling of not good enoughness, come on in, let's let you say your piece, like, what do you want to say, what are you here for, and like all visitors, they will leave eventually, most of them won't even stay that long, because they're just a visitor, as with feelings, they don't stay forever, but what, what makes them feel like they do stay forever is when we continue to ignore them, and we don't process them healthily, 
And then it becomes this big thing stored inside of us, this energy of just, ugh, I don't like who I am right now. I don't like my life. I don't like my body. So see it as a visitor. Let it in. Let it say what it needs to say. Give it, give it a hug, whatever that visitor needs. Or even see it as like a kid. You know, if you ignore a kid who just wants to be listened to, they just get worse. They have a tantrum. So just let the feeling be felt. Let it be felt. So we've got this belief, I'm not good enough. And it shows up in so many areas of our life. We try to cover it up. We try to control. We self-sabotage. It backfires and the feeling gets worse. But we really need to feel the feeling. And ultimately as well, okay, how can we shift that deep set belief, I'm not good enough. Maybe it started way back in childhood, your parents just never really gave you that praise or they praised another sibling or at school the teacher made some comment to you that you, would, you wouldn't succeed in life, whatever it is. It can even be the most minute things, but as a child or as, as a teenager, those things become big and you latch onto them and you internalize it because at that age, everything is really about you. Like cognitively at a young age, we really see the whole world as for us, because of us, by us, it's all about us. So how as adults can we now start to let our body and our mind know that actually we're good, like we're all good, we're good enough, we're not a bad person, there's nothing wrong with us, we're able to change, we're a good person. Before we go on, I just wanted to jump in and let you know about something that could really, really help you out. So if you've been loving these episodes and all of the tips and it's been super helpful, but you just need a bit more structure and direction, then check out my 30 day reboot course. It's an online course, so you can literally start today 30 days of content, so each day you get new content in written form, video form or audio just to keep it nice and fresh. The content is exactly the same as what I go through in one-to-ones, so it's amazing value for money. You get some lovely audio meditations along the way as well, and we have a Facebook group so you know you're not alone. There are plenty of others in there. So if you are sick of waiting around and want your life back, you're so ready to kick binge eating out of your life and return to that relaxed, confident, happy version of you that you know is in there deep down inside, then this course is literally made for you. And best of all, it's just the price of a trip to Zara or Topshop, but it is worth so much more than that. It's eye-opening and life-changing as one past alumni put it. So if that sounds good to you, head over to my website to sign up today or just scroll down to the show notes. I'll pop a link in there too. All right, let's get back into today's episode. So one thing that sounds so simple, it's not a sexy answer, but honestly, learning to make it a familiar practice to praise yourself more. When's the last time you praised yourself genuinely? Maybe you can think of it. When's the last 10 times you did that? It's probably spread out over quite a long period of time. For many of us, praise, self-praise is foreign. It's not familiar. We weren't really trained to do it. As humans, we're so wired to focus on the negative anyway. 
for safety and survival. So it can sometimes seem a bit frivolous, a bit shallow to praise yourself, but that shit works. It really does. So narrow it down to, let's say, body image. Let me guess. You know, you look in the mirror and boom, your eyes are drawn straight to the areas that you hate on, that you're assessing, you're trying to control for, manipulate. When's the last time you looked in the mirror and the first thing, the first five things you thought were praise? So we want to make that familiar. And the mind loves repetition. So the more we do this, the easier it's going to get. Imagine, it's just like if any of you have had contact lenses. The first time you put it in, it's like, what the hell? I'm touching my eyeball. This is crazy. And it takes you forever and you keep dropping the contact lens. You have to get a new one and, you know, and then by week one, it's a bit easier. And then month three, it's like the easiest thing to poke your eyeball every day. It's so easy. You could do it in your sleep. You could do it not even looking in the mirror anymore. That's what we want with praise to just make it so familiar. Like that's just your, that's the norm. It's not the norm to look in the mirror and point out the things that you perceive as wrong to be fixed. Make that foreign for you. Make that be like, what? That's weird. That's weird that I just said something mean about myself. Make it normal. Normalize praising yourself. And maybe maybe when it comes to body image, it is looking in the mirror and it's saying those sort of physical attributes that you want to praise and compliment and see as positive and make that whole mirror experience positive. But maybe it's something even deeper. Oftentimes, body image is the easy thing to focus on because it is so tangible and it's what we see. But maybe it's something deeper being projected onto your body. So maybe it's just a deep sense of, I'm a failure in life. And so you pick apart your body because that's easy. What's the praise that you want to give yourself that's, that runs deeper? And an easy way to know what that praise could be for you is to ask yourself, what would you have wanted your parents to tell you? What, what do you want them to tell you now? Or maybe like a nice teacher you had or a nice authority figure. Who, what would you want them to say? And I know for me, that's, it's weirdly the, the simplest thing, but it's just like, I'm proud of you. The phrase, I'm proud of you, for some reason, gets you really emotional. I actually thought of it, it must have been about a year ago, it occurred to me that it was something I really craved. And at that time, I, I think I mentioned it to my mom and my dad by text. And I remember my dad sent me back this super emotional um, message saying how proud he was and how much he loved me and all this stuff. And it like brought me to tears so massively. I remember I was sitting beside my boyfriend and I was just welling up, like tears streaming down my face. For some reason, that just was some, it pushed some button. Like I really needed those words. And maybe it's because I just don't give them to myself. Like my parents are super loving and everything. And they probably said that phrase or something equivalent. Definitely enough times. But I have a feeling that it's it's that my I wouldn't give it to myself. Like I have hardly ever thought that phrase to myself, like, oh I'm so proud of you. Hardly ever. So I think for me that that also shows that sometimes it's self-praise that's best. You know, it was beautiful to hear from my parents those messages and how proud they were, and it's really nice to hear words from other people. 
But when you're saying it from yourself and you know it's genuine, well, that's the thing, you know it's genuine. You know, I'm sure he didn't, but my dad could have just said that to please me or something, or because I asked for it basically. But giving it to yourself, you know there's, there's nothing but truth to it. And we just need that nourishment. Like you're, you need that nourishment. I mean, ask yourself, what would you've wanted your parents to say or that teacher or that person you looked up to? What do you want them to say? And how can you give yourself that nourishment every single day? Make that so familiar. Okay, guys, that's my little pep talk or my freestyle chat today. Just two things that sort of popped up, that whole thing of I'm not good enough, how much it drives your life, and then how we can just start adding more praise into our life, make that so normal. Let's normalize complimenting ourselves when we go past the mirror, like, hey girl, your outfit is on fire, <laughs> or whatever it is for you, normalize that. So that's my invitation to you guys this week. Start praising yourself more, you deserve it. That's it, I'll see you guys next time. And that's the scoop for today. I hope you enjoyed the episode and learned something new that you can start applying to your life. If you took something from this episode, it would mean the world to me if you could share it with someone in your life, change someone's day, change their mood or even their life, be that person. I know I love it when my sister sends me podcast episodes. It just shows me that she's really thinking of me and wants to help me elevate my life alongside her. As always, feel free to DM me on Instagram at, at freewithbreed. I'm always open to feedback, so let me know what you want me to speak about, what you love, what you want less of. This podcast is for you after all. Last but not least, here's how to win a one-hour, one-to-one session with me. Enter my monthly draw by sharing this episode or any of the episodes you've enjoyed, whether it's on your stories or on a post, and just make sure to tag me at Free With Breed. Simple as that. Okay, that's it from me. Have a wonderful rest of your day. I will see you next time.